This is the Greenhouse Podcast. We share thoughts and practical tips on career and life so you can grow. I'm your host, Steve Perkins, and today I have again with me in the studio and the mic in his face, Joe Wise. Still in your face. But we're going to talk today about part two of this this two-part series on creativity and the process around... um, not as much creating, but kind of capturing ideas and inspiration so that you can create mm-hmm. stuff and produce content when you need to. Right. And this applies to someone who would identify themselves as a creative, and that's maybe their main uh, form of work. Mm-hmm. But also people who just need to produce maybe communications or reports or um, things that need to engage people and capture right. their attention. So I think it's across the spectrum. All right, Joe, I think today is about diving into the nitty gritty details mm-hmm. and just opening up the book for each of us on how how does this look? Like, what is yeah. our process? So I want to dive into the process of how I capture ideas because I am always, uh, it seems like people are asking me about it a lot and mm-hmm. how, they, how they can do it. Um, and so I took the time to really document it. Right. But you're you are a career musician, media producer, like you do a lot of creative mm-hmm. things. Um I'm particularly curious about songwriting and what's mm-hmm. your process for um having ideas and yeah. you know knowing what to where to start. Like it, do you just have inspiration all the time? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's for sure. I uh well, first, I have a lot of I was going to say good ideas. I don't know if they're good or not. A lot of my ideas come. They're pretty bad most of the time. Pretty pretty awful most (laughs) of the time. When I'm in motion, so running in a car, whatever. And so for that reason, my voice memos are what I use a lot of the time. Mm -hmm. Uh, It would be so embarrassing if anyone ever (laughs) opened my voice memo out. But uh, if I'm like in the car, like sometimes I'll have like a melody that comes to my mind or lyrics even or yes. even just like I think this is a cool concept and so voice memo a lot of times I'll just pull it out and I'll just <laughs> freeform I like I, I hope I never even listen to I them. hope no one hears this I hope no one hears them I don't even want to listen to them again I just I think by saying it that I remember yeah. it better well you should feel more confident because I've done the same thing for yeah. years and years I remember I was in this jazz group for a while and one of the best songs we ever did and we recorded it in the studio and we actually recorded with this like Indian prodigy. Um, if you know, you know, the sitar, right? Yeah. Well, there's like a legend in India who plays the sitar, Ravi Shankar. And actually people here probably know, know Nora Jones, right. who's Is his that, daughter. Okay. I was going to ask if that's who <laughs> So who let's start with Nora Jones, back <laughs> it up to Ravi Shankar and then back to, um, his kind of prodigy who, we, we recorded this song mm-hmm. with and I was so proud because the main lick, the main drum lick on the song uh-huh. was my idea. Guess what it was? <laughs> it was a voice memo. <laughs> One day I was laying on the bed. I was kind of just feeling bored and I would notice the ceiling fan was making this random clicking pattern. Mm. It was like kind of broken and it was making this like, you know, this pattern. And I was like, whoa, that's really cool. And so I did it in my voice memo and then fast forward months later and we're in the recording studio and I'm like, wait, I have an idea. <laughs> Pull up the voice memo. And that became like the primary anchor of the whole song. It's so cool when that happens. <laughs> it's it's funny too, because like, you know, sometimes I do that same thing where it's like a direct voice memo that comes up or sometimes it's just a building block, but just getting stuff out there. It's yeah. so helpful. And it's everything's moving forward, whether it feels like it or not. And oh, so, so I love it. 
Okay, thanks for being so, honest there. Yeah, and then Notes is another one I use a lot, too. Uh-huh. Uh, I know they're better Notes software, but for me, I've got my phone on me, just open up Notes a lot, and so Notes and Voice Memos. So how does that look in the studio if you're writing a song? Because you've wrote, written a few songs that yeah. are some of my favorites. I, I love what you write. And well, thank you. When you sit down and start in the studio, what does that look like? Do you open the Notes app? So, do you, what do you do? I write from a more traditionally like producer uh writing flow and so this is if going to start a session and like i'm feeling a little bit creative mm-hmm. and so i'll start with what i call like a song vibe and yeah. so i'll uh whether it's acoustic or i'll make a little beat or something and just kind of play with it and then i generally will just ad lib on it and it's again it's something that like i don't want anyone to hear the early stages but i'll just sing melodies and then i'll uh-huh. sing like gibberish and a lot of times there are these phrases that start coming out then I'm like, wait, mm. hold on. That's that's the hook. That's the like song. Like sounds in the yeah, and then thing. all of a sudden, like it'll turn into words. Yeah, and I'll be singing these phrases that mean nothing. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if like it would be a complete sentence. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then that'll generally there's something that I've been like sitting on that's in like the subconscious that starts coming out in that. Gosh. And then it's crazy. It's it's a process that every time I do it, I'm like, this can't work. This yeah. won't won't work. And I start doing it, and then all of a sudden, there's my whole like verse <laughs> and chorus that are out there. I love it. Oh, uh, we need to kind of capture a video of this. Yeah, uh, process. It makes me think. On part one, we were mm-hmm. geeking out about the Justin Bieber docu series, uh, which we're not ashamed to say. Not two at grown all. men in the studio here talking about it. So Y'all can feel anything you're feeling ashamed of, you know. <laughs> I'm like, I yeah. like to think we're, we're giving people confidence and we're actually, they're all just laughing at us. Yeah, they're just losing confidence. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, there's my favorite moment in the docuseries. It wasn't the documentary movie. It was the YouTube series where um, he's in the studio with Pooh Bear, this like mm-hmm. legendary songwriter who writes tons of songs all the time and like right. brings ideas to Justin. But it's so cool to see how they have this chemistry together where mm-hmm. they really they vibe together well and it works. Yeah. And there's this moment where they're the, the word at the end of the line is you're gonna, you're never gonna, you're never mm-hmm. gonna. And then Justin and his eyes are closed and he's really in the flow and he's like, no, 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 gone, 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 uh-huh. not gonna, gone. And then Pooh Bear's like, oh yeah, like country, like gone, never gone, never gone. <laughs> and, yeah. like, and that becomes actually what makes the it song really work. Uh huh. Is that little turn of, of sound, Ah, oh, I love that moment because it just captures everything you're saying, like mm-hmm. playing with it. In music especially, because things, even with like the same syllables, they sing different. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of times you just have to try it. And then like you get close and then you kind of go to the next step eventually of the refining where you'll pick apart oh these gosh. three words for a while. Um, okay. But, All right. So before we go too far down any rabbit trail, yeah. I want to make sure we just share what is a process that you can use to capture ideas? Mm-hmm. Because I think at the end of the day, you can't force creativity. You kind of need to know yourself and when inspiration comes, like mm-hmm. you mentioned in motion, right? Right. When you're running, walking in the car, you know that about yourself. You know, that's when you tend to have inspiration. And so you've created some systems. Mm-hmm. That's a big word, but like we just, in this case, we mean the notes app or the voice right. memo app. You have systems in place that help you capture those things in the moment. And that's, you know, that's why it's hard to compartmentalize work when you do creative work, because, Mm -hmm. you know, just like this musician example, you can't just do work in the office. Like you actually have to have um, 
it, it would be hard if I said, Joe, go to the office now and for the next three hours, like come up with amazing ideas and write a song. Right. No, you have to capture moments when they organically happen so that when you're in the office, quote unquote, you've got something, you've got some starting mm-hmm. places, some fuel. And so that's, that's kind of where I want to start with this process. And honestly, this is a good example. This podcast right now we're recording was an idea I wrote down in my, in my Evernote uh, system that I'm going to share six years ago. That's crazy. <laughs> and I had no idea if and when it'd be used, but it's like, this feels like it could be good content. So I started writing it down and here we are. We're hmm. using it and hopefully someone's benefiting from it. Okay, so here's here's kind of the outline. There's three steps to this this process. Step one is what what's the one place that you capture, mm-hmm. that you capture the ideas, the inspiration? One place that you capture. Secondly, one time that you sync them up, that you mm-hmm. sync those ideas up to some kind of master document. And then one way that you organize those things. So literally... Your example of the voice memo, mm-hmm. it could all happen within that little app. Yeah. But you got to think about the place when you capture them, the time that you kind of sync them up or get them organized, and then the way that you organize. Yeah. So definitely capture everything in voice memo predominantly. And then I think the third question is like, how do I organize it? I will, whatever will like, there's some kind of trigger normally when I write it down, whether it's where I was or like the concept of it or something that was like similar I'll title it with that cuz cuz I know that it'll like bring that back for me and then where I sync it up I think it's a little bit different for me and I think that's part of this process Steve you and I are sharing what works for us but a lot of it comes back to like the awareness and so a lot of mine is just taking ideas that I've heard and finding out what works for me yeah and so a lot of times I don't ever even go back to them, but by writing them down, I kind of get it out of the front of my head, which lets me move on to other things. And then when I go through like what we're talking about, the songwriting process, those ideas start coming back to me when I open it up. Mm. And that's just the way that I've found that I work a lot. But when I don't, then I can go back in the, cause sometimes I, you know, I sit to write and there's nothing that's coming out. Yeah. And so I can then go back through my voice memo or like sometimes notes. Cause I do more of lyric ideas and notes yeah. generally and more conceptual vibes and stuff right. in, in voice memo. Um, so I don't really ever sync them as much. It, it's normally when I need it, then I can go back and find it. Yeah. Well, thanks for opening up and sharing that process. Cause I, mm-hmm. I'm always fascinated with, especially a songwriter's way, right? Cause it is such a personal and unique thing. And, and you're right. I feel the same insecurity of I'm embarrassed for anyone to see my process mm-hmm. cause it seems weird and it's not, quote unquote normal. Right. But yet that's why we need to talk about it because there's so many people now who have to create in their work. They're yeah. not classified as a creator, but they feel mm-hmm. creative and they do do creative things mm-hmm. and they don't know how to approach it because it's this taboo yeah. thing. And one thing that I that was making me think of is like with the songwriting process, we were talking about like Justin Bieber, whoever they they have like this concept, then they start riffing on ideas and it changes like four times and then refine it more. And then you've got the whole production, like you're building production around it. Then you've got the mixing, then you've got the mastering, and all of these things are refining the song as it mm-hmm. goes through. And so I've known like a, a trap that I fall in a lot is I'll compare my raw idea with a fully mastered oh, end yes. of the process song. And I think that it's easy for people to do. And so I think that's just a good call out, whether that's music or whatever. There's a process and you, you can't, you can kind of, 
feel if an idea has potential, but you can't really compare that initial idea with an end product and expect it to hold up like a one-to-one ratio, you know? So good. All right. Okay. So let me dive into this process that anyone listening can kind of apply to any kind of work, but uh, just a just a note because it does get kind of tactical and there's some detailed specifics mm-hmm. we don't have time to go into. So in the show notes, I'm linking a, do- a free download that kind of outlines this. So if anyone's listening, thinking, "Yeah, I need some structure or some process in my work," go ahead and download it, and then you can use it, you know, as a guide yeah. in whatever you do. But here's my process. First of all, there's there's kind of tools and tactics. The tools I use are the Evernote app. Mm-hmm. Sometimes just my the the regular notes app in my phone. Um, but I use Evernote because of some of the ways I can tag things, which I'll talk mm-hmm. about, uh, a journal notebook and a pen. I've almost always got that with me in meetings or conversations. There's something about pa- physical paper mm-hmm. <laughs> and then a Google doc, a Google doc or some kind of digital place where I can sync things from yeah. any device at any time. Uh, some people only use paper and I do think, that limits you. Mm-hmm. So I like to have both. And I'll talk about that in a minute. Okay, so the tactic, the tactics here, uh, there's basically a few steps. And it's simple, but it's also hard. Like right. the, the framework's very simple and basic, but it's hard to consistently do it. So we'll try to color mm-hmm. it in a little bit. All right, first step is constantly notice when things happen around me throughout the day. Love that. First step, right? This is the one nice. we all miss because it seems too basic. No, no, no. The very first step in any of this is just noticing mm-hmm. what the hell is happening around me all day. <laughs> exactly. That's what I was like hoping at the end of the last podcast. It's consuming things. It's noticing. It's all of it. Like we just have to do that. I think yeah. we don't do that as much as we should. And yeah. it limits us right. so much. And that's sometimes when people experience like the writer's block uh-huh. thing, it's because there's no inputs in their life and they're expecting mm-hmm. to output stuff. Right. You know, in engineering school, we t- called it the black box. It's like, you cannot have an output without inputs. Mm-hmm. And yet we expect our like finite limited beings to just be able to magically produce creative stuff with no stuff coming in. Right. And or we feel that like, imposter syndrome of well i'm not actually creating if mm-hmm. i'm just like copying these other people's ideas right it's <laughs> i got i got of, real excited no, there <laughs> one, of, about to say one of the <laughs> one of my favorite phrases that one of my friends would always say and it's not his obviously but there's nothing new under the sun and yeah. so like i think a lot of times what you're saying about that imposter syndrome uh, I know that not everyone has this luxury, but there are seasons in my life where I felt like I'd just been creating, creating, creating and not consuming well or noticing well. And then I just like fall flat. And then the next like season, it's no creating. It's just consuming. Yeah. And again, like I know that not everyone has that luxury to do, but it's I mean, you've got to be consuming. You've oh, got I can to be so noticing. relate with that. Uh-huh. I noticed it during COVID is like halfway through 2020. Um, I wasn't consuming because I regularly listen to podcasts in my commute and you didn't have the commute. I didn't even notice that I wasn't listening to podcasts uh, until one day I'm like, guys, I'm running out of ideas and that's not me. My whole life. That's way too many ideas to deal with what is happening. And then right. it hit me one day, like I'm not taking stuff in, which is what prompts ideas. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you hear it all the time in songs. If you listen close, you'll notice like, Oh, that song is actually, there's a line that they're copying from an older song, yeah. but no, they're not intentionally copying. It's just that they've had stuff 
inspiring them and it kind of comes out in what they create right and it's easy to look at that and be like well that's a completely fresh song like it has it invokes new things in me it has different impact yeah but then when you're doing it yourself you're like <laughs> oh but like that was okay and it's just oh, a yeah. lie that i fall into yeah or the, my favorite one is comedians who just walk around with a notepad and just they kind of observe <laughs> people and any weird thing that happens they write it down and it ends up being a hilarious joke on right stage. i mean think about how many of those like stand-up shows are observational humor of yeah. something and that's i mean there's a reason why it's funny here because all of us of, poor pe- subjects up there <laughs> yeah. well, okay so what kind of things do you notice mm-hmm. well whenever i have a thought like we're talking about random mm-hmm. thought i write it down in my evernote list if I have an idea that pops in my head, if I notice something that happens, like earlier we mentioned um, in part one of this, that you, I looked over at you and I was like, oh, your hair is getting mm-hmm. really long. And that like popped an idea in my head for a, uh, a way to start this episode. You know, mm-hmm. anything that kind of just happens in the moment, that's the key is in the moment capturing it mm-hmm. because you'll lose it later. Um, so that's why I use Evernote because it's always on my phone. It's always right. right there and I can immediately put it down in a place that I'll be able to find it later. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, you mentioned earlier like where ideas click for you, where mm-hmm. dots connect in motion. Mm-hmm. I'm the same way. So I actually plan for that. sounds like you do too. Mm-hmm. I plan for it. If I need to think through something or have an idea, sometimes I'll take a walk, take a shower, like save it for my commute to work and then like think intentionally think about it in the car. Right. (laughs) Sounds so silly, but it works. No, it's, I mean, it's just knowing yourself and using that. Yeah. Or sometimes people in terms of productivity that they're like, ah, there's all this stuff swimming around in my head. I don't know what to do with it. I don't know what to do next. Mm -hmm. Write it down, like get it out of your head and onto paper. Right. Um, or if I'm in a meeting or conversation, I've always got my notebook in front of me because you'll say something that'll, (laughs) <laughs> pop an idea in my head totally unrelated to what you're saying sorry you know but I mean, it happens and then just jot it down yeah and be able to come back to it later in like a side note with that i think that allows you to then continue to be present with the conversation because that happens to me all the time and i want to go down that rabbit trail because i think it's really good but i'm either like don't lose that idea <laughs> or i'm on it and i'm not listening to what you're saying and so yeah. just writing it down you're able to move on and then come back to it that's perfect and then even in my notebook i have kind of like a key like a legend or a mm-hmm. nomenclature that i use so um, i have all these notes in there how do you go back and find the ideas mm. For me, I use like a star if it's an action item, something I need to actually do Hmm. later. And I use, um, I circle it if it's like an idea that I want to, for content. That's cool. So whatever, come up with your own way of doing it. But the idea is um, I don't just capture it and then lose it later. I'm able to come back to it when I need it. Mm -hmm. So that leads us to step two. So that was kind of like one place that you capture things. Mm -hmm. Now, one time that you sync and organize them, for me, this is a weekly routine because it's part of my work and my company. Um, but I once a week have a time where I actually go back through the notebook, pull out all those circled things mm-hmm. and starred things, um, go in my Evernote and it's just a jumbled mess. And I like filter, put all of that into some organized document. Right. It doesn't have to be a document. For me, it is. It's a Word doc. It's a Google doc where I have categories mm-hmm. and those notes go in there right now literally my document is over 2000 lines long so it's got to be or it's got to be categorized or i'm never going right. to find stuff so again like come up with your own system for me 
I'm creating content every day, so I need lots of ideas. So I have lots of categories mm-hmm. and I need to be able to quickly find them. It's like, um, you know, how to manage and develop people is one of my categories. Right. Uh, communication is one of my categories. Um, Decision making is one of them, like career purpose and your career sweet spot is one of them. So I can just uh, easily find that stuff. So I need a time where I actually put the notes in there. Yeah. And I know I know that's a little like hyperactive and not everyone's going to have that extreme of a process. But I share it just to, again, like spark ideas and put it out there. No one ever told me how they did it. So here you go. So helpful hearing. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Do you have. Sounds like you kind of use your voice memos, your notes app for music. Mm-hmm. And you said you kind of title them. Is that mm-hmm. your version of like categorizing? Yeah. So I, especially hearing you say it, I'm inspired to, to work on my process there. But take a song, for example, I kind of am combining it now in my, my doll, like creating it. And so I've got a lot of times like these melodies or whatever from voice memos. And then I have like these folders and notes. I use folders a lot. Those are huge. Oh, okay. Um, and I'll like have ideas. And so like maybe I'm, you know, just ad libbing and I found like this lyric theme. Then I can go back into notes and find stuff that I've written about that theme because I've titled it with it. And then, you know, maybe there's a line that it doesn't fit with what I'm singing, but that inspires me puts me back in that headspace that's cool yeah well you mentioned our mutual friend drew earlier and yeah him and i were were jamming on this idea one time (laughs) and it's just fun i love conversations with you with him because we're creatives and we're nerds all at the same time (laughs) it's (laughs) It's a fun so true it's a fun life to be a creative nerd yeah uh and we were talking about okay but it's hard to go find stuff when you need it Mm -hmm. and how do you categorize it and i said well drew there's there's something I've been trying. I don't know that I've nailed this yet, but uh-huh. I think there's a time for topical categories and mm-hmm. a time for situational categories. Hmm. What I mean by that is, okay, for me, topics are like leadership and people development and career path. But the reality is when I'm in a situation where let's say I'm hiring you onto the team right. and I'm like, shoot, what are best practices for hiring someone? Like, I know I've thought about this in the past or I've read something good in a book. Ah, I wish I could like call those notes back up. So I make sure I do this. Well, Mm -hmm. that's a situation where I need to go find the content. And if it's all just labeled under leadership, like, guess what? I'm never going to find it. Right. It's all wasted at that point. Yeah. So I think there's a time, and this is why I use Evernote because I can Uh tag things and I'll tag a note that might be under my leadership category. I'll tag it as like hiring somebody, Hmm. onboarding somebody. Well now, and I've literally done this many times when I onboard a new person onto the team, I go back to those notes and I read through like, okay, here's what I've learned in the past right? from experience, from books, from classes, whatever. So I can actually use it like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) duh, like actually using. I mean, that's like the end goal of it, right? (laughs) Yeah. So you read a good book and you never use it. How about you actually take the quotes that inspired you and document them in a place you can use them in the future. So good. So that was a little side note. All right. We talked about one place you capture. We're moving fast because we're trying to keep people's attention. (laughs) Hopefully it's working. Question mark. (laughs) Yeah. Question. Please respond. No one responds. "Ah." (laughs) Okay. One place you capture, one time that you sync and organize, Uh and then one way that you organize. So here's my way. I, like I mentioned, have a Google Doc with these categories. Mm -hmm. And... Because in a, in a Word document, you can use um, 
like the table of contents feature. Right. So even though I've got pages and pages and pages of ideas, notes, when I put them under a category, they're in the table of contents Mm -hmm. and I can just click on that title, that category in the table of contents and it takes me right to that page. Right. So again, like a little in the weeds here, but I'm trying to show you how it actually works Mm because I've tried in the past to not have a table of contents and just pages and pages of notes and it doesn't work. Mm -hmm. It's overwhelming. I can't find stuff. And so the whole thing becomes a waste. So I actually think these little tricks that you figure out, like you said earlier, for your own personality, that's actually what makes it really work in real life. I, it's so, so true. I think for me, it's noticing like the function of the note. Like for instance, Mm. it's here's like part of a melody or whatever, and that's going in voice memo, or maybe I'm in the car, right? So I'm not on my notes and I I have a lyric idea and a melody and I'll like sing that. And then I'll go back when I get home and write it down the lyric part and notes. Cause I know for me, I'm thinking words are in notes extra like context everything is going in yeah voice memo yeah and so because it's really hard if i was like wait i think in this version like there's this lyric i said and then i'm like trying to type it down and change it to the cadence of this other song that's good um and so i think it's just for me it's really thinking about what you're writing down and what's the purpose of it like what you're saying for hiring someone you know that's the purpose Mm -hmm. and so you want it when that purpose comes up to be able to use it yeah no i think this is actually a huge point Mm -hmm. because some people do document stuff maybe like quotes out of books they read for example Uh but yeah then they're not able to find it when they need it right (laughs) or like uh the books made me think uh, i know that tommy thompson he reads a lot on kindle and so he'll highlight the notes yes and then he'll export just the highlights and he has like an outline of it because then he can go back and find (laughs) what he needs and so oh great example yeah there's another creative nerd who has a lot of systems for this stuff um which I think he shared some of it on this podcast in the past. All right. So I think that's enough to work with for anyone listening. But again, the the point of these three steps, one place you capture one time that you organize them and one way that you organize them Mm -hmm. is because, you know, there's all these common traps of having ideas and not capturing them or trying to produce content and not having ideas Mm -hmm. or capturing stuff and not being able to find it when you need it. Right. And so it's important to not just capture and document, but then sync it and have it in one place because I can't tell you the number of times I've talked to people who say, well, I've got some things, even like to-do lists, this Mm -hmm. happens. I've got some, some to-dos are in my notebook. Some are in my email. Some are in my Trello. Some are in Slack. Some are on my desktop. And it's like, Mm -hmm. well, of course you're forgetting stuff or losing stuff because you don't know where it is. It's honestly more stressful than keeping it in it my is. mind, <laughs> yeah. honestly. Yeah, just give, them all, give, yeah, it, give just up the whole thing. Don't write anything down. <laughs> yeah. So I know it feels like an extra step to yeah. sync it up into one place, but I think it's well worth the work if you do any kind of creating um, in your work and in your life. I love that. I think to me, all that comes back to looking at the whole system, the whole process and seeing it as a whole and then understanding there are these segments. And so seeing how they serve you as a person and how they serve the end goal. Yeah, because we should feel encouraged that um, having a really nerdy, clunky kind of system, something mm-hmm. that so- it sounds so rigid when you're talking about creativity. Uh And so we, sometimes we avoid it because emotionally it feels like it doesn't fit. Right. And that's why we talked about Justin Bieber and our (laughs) own processes is to try and try and paint the picture of no, actually some of the best creative people in the world 
have these rigid processes behind mm-hmm. what they do and it goes together it's not uh it's not an or it's an and and after you do it a little bit it feels natural and it feels helpful i think that was a pushback from me at first i was like this doesn't this feels like it's getting me out of the zone and yeah. then like eventually it became like part of me and i couldn't imagine not using any of it now yeah or you feel like well i'm not actually creative i can't just come up with stuff in the moment yeah like, no one does right <laughs> it's very rare or if you do you let it be that but you're not putting all the pressure every time you do it on like creating something in the moment. Whether you're seeking clarity, making a big change, or growing into more of your gifts and abilities, everyone needs to know who's on their team. Our private community is exactly that, and people like you are joining every day. It's a place where you can take action to make a change, develop the goals and habits you know you need, learn from others that are in the same boat as you, and have accountability to follow through on your next steps. And hey, once you're in our free community, You'll see daily polls and weekly challenges to get you thinking, a list of curated courses for you to tap into at your own pace, and the opportunity to connect with our expert coaches to help you move forward towards your next right thing. Today is where your journey begins. Join our free community today at members.greenhouseculture.co. That's members.greenhouseculture.co. See you there.